My belief is others only want to see positive Evan. I'm comfortable with who I am now, but I'm not the guy who's comfortable doing something bigger yet. So like, that's the next thing. I just oh, think what? That sucks. It. No, come that that's the worst. I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, oh, I believe in this dream I've been dreaming, oh, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, oh, I believe in this dream I've been dreaming, oh. All right, we're here, Dr. Tess Crawley, gonna push me, make me uncomfortable, teach me how to get 10 million <laughs> subscribers on YouTube by becoming yeah. a better human, so. A better human? A better human. So, uh, so you're a pretty decent human already. <laughs> gotta get better. Gotta get better. Yeah, tell me uh, straight up. Did you watch the Hank video? I watched the Hank video. Um, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it was good. It was a good moment. It's, I mean, a lot of the, I see myself doing, as I watch and like, oh, am I still doing a lot of that stuff? I don't know that I've actually digested the lesson fully, but, but it's, a good, um, yeah. it's a good starting point. And then seeing the turning point, been trying to, think how I can apply that better. Um, I haven't fully absorbed it, but, but I did my homework. Yeah. I know Tess is going to be on me, so <laughs> I did it. And, I and, was uh, talking about you with my accountant yesterday, actually. Oh, we wow. Talking okay. about, yeah, I know. Don't worry. He's, uh, he's right across all of it. Yeah. And he was, he was saying, you know, what a great conversation we had in New York together. And, and he really picked up that whole thing about the homework. And he said, it's really interesting that it's, that it's something that can or cannot be important to someone depending on how, how you view things. And that's what we talked about last time, you know, that, that subjective approach to what is actually important. Um, I guess for me, seeing the hate video and seeing that change in you, that switch into that deeper emotional vulnerability and staying in there really stood out like a sore thumb to me. And it really took a bit of drilling for you to sort of, um, I mean, you recognised it, you acknowledged it. But to be, for it to take that level of importance, it was, it was interesting conversation. It was, it was different levels of what, what seemed important, what stood out. Did anything else stand out to you for that conversation with Hank that we'd been talking about? So in watching it back, I, I, like the first, I don't remember how long, but the first, like first 20 minutes or whatever, he's, he's we're just in a normal session. And then, and then it ends up flipping to like, well, I want to help you, right? How do I, how do yeah. we... Um, and it was just an idea that I had of, okay, well, this, this is a risk because we're talking about coaching and I'm flipping on him where instead of him giving me advice, I'm trying to give him advice. Um, uh, and so one, I was, I was proud that I did it cause I didn't know how it was going to turn out. Uh, yeah. you never know, you never know with Hank and Steve. So, but, but the way it worked out well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so that also, in itself was a bit of a it was a bit of a gamble in itself doing it that way. Yeah, and then also like not having an answer, right? Here I am in a public setting, making a video, not having an answer, but also not giving up. In that, okay, I don't know, I give up. Like you tell me, how, do, how you coach yourself, or like Hank coaches Hank, or said something like that. Um, and then it's like, okay, you need to do this. And then I tried it. And then, and then we slowly made some progress. Um, mm. So it's now like getting yeah. there faster and, and just trying to remember mm. that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to be conscious. Like if my default style, cause I'm still default mm. passion. It's the best. This is let's go. Come on. Yeah. But like if the default yeah. style for whatever reason is not landing, 
then then uh, say, okay, this is not working, and I want to help. See, so I, I think, yeah, I think the default style lands. I think it lands beautifully. I think what what's fascinating is watching when something different happens and when something deeper or darker or muddier or whatever emotionally happens. Um, and that's why we were playing around with the anti Evan when we were talking in New York, you know, this whole notion of doing the opposite of what you would normally do and oh, sitting right. in those unpleasant emotions. I noticed that um, I suddenly stopped seeing the crap challenge on Instagram stories. So uh, what happened? Yeah, you, got I, too, you got sick of being crappy? <laughs> uh, uh, no, uh, so I did the Dr. Test crap challenge. Quick recap, uh, uh, in our last session, Dr. Test said, I need to post something negative uh, to start the day. This happened to that side of things. So I know what it feels like. Um, and so I did. I left her uh, <laughs> place and I said, right away on the street, here it is, this is crap. And, and, and I struggled a lot to come up with mm. stuff. And I made a deal with my wife, Nina, where she would, I would say something negative and she would say something she was grateful for. Um, at the beginning, it was hard and people didn't understand it. And like, we're like, this sucks. Stop being negative. We don't want negative. It's not why we signed up for your Instagram. Like, right, <laughs> it's okay. And then I, and then I turned it from the negative and then I sent a sec, I had a second message, which was more positive. Like, this is what I'm thinking that is down, but mm. then here's how I'm going to come out of it instead of just leaving people on a negative. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did this into my workshop. Uh, and then at my workshop, all I did was post my student stuff. Um, yeah, so that. I, didn't, I didn't post anything on my own and then I don't know then since then I just I haven't done it I don't know the, am I missing out I feel like I, I got the hang of no. it kind of but I I don't know if I was doing it right or I mean I didn't like it but I'm, I'm happy to I guess for me the point was to have opportunities for you to acknowledge because we talked a little bit about you know your tendency to your uh, this is the best yeah everything you know you yeah. sort of you you, you wrap everything up in this is the best and which is great i mean that's your motivational stance that's your positivity shining through it's really really great it's a great strategy um but in terms of you know the underbelly of evan yeah it was an opportunity to sit with unpleasant emotions and just experience those acknowledge those you know recognize them when they happen and know when it might be a useful tool to yeah. share with with your with with your audience so the fact that you, that, you know, doing it right or doing it wrong, there wasn't any right or wrong with that. It was an, an exercise in noticing, noticing unpleasant moments, noticing unpleasant emotions and modeling to other people, I guess, that, that we all have them and you can also bring yourself out of those. And yes. you've got, you know, you've, you've got excellent strategies of bringing yourself out of a, a negative mind space if you ever actually enter one. Um, what I really noticed and really, I thought, was a really good moment was when you mentioned um, the advice around changing your YouTube channel and how it hadn't worked out the way you had hoped. That was probably the best example of what we were talking about. You know, he was something that hadn't worked out the way you'd wanted it to and you're acknowledging what a crappy experience or feeling you had associated with that. Um, do you want to, and how did you deal with that in real in real terms? You know, like you noticed that your subscribers were going down. Is that right, or were they static? My subscribers aren't going down, but they're not going up at the rate that they used to be right. going up. And because not because of my the videos are better, but but not better 
enough. Uh, now I need the other channels to like start taking off and they're starting to build momentum and, and grow, which is great. We'll see where the whole thing lands. But um, I don't know that I fully adopted it though. I, I was even thinking about it yesterday because um, how I, how I think 95% of the time it works. And I think you need to, I, need, I think you need to push through things just as a general philosophy. Like I think you need to push through negativity, yeah. push the pain and go and, and make yourself proud for doing it. But then 5% of the time, you actually just need to be more gentle on yourself and just sit with the thing. Uh, last night, uh, a friend of ours passed away from cancer, uh, my wife oh, and I. Sorry. More my wife's friend than mine. Like <clears throat> I knew him, but it was one of her first friends and all this stuff. Um, and Nina's in New York right now. I'm here in Toronto. And... Uh, you hop on a, a Facebook live or not live Facebook call and she's like distraught and it's not the best, right? Like it's not the time, yeah. right? I mean, at, at some point coming through, like if we think about, okay, what, what can we learn from him? How can we, what, what can we make our life better? Either just recognizing that life is short and there's a lot of positives that could come it, from it or he really liked this. So how about we go here and, and honor him and, you know, but just not in that moment. Like in that moment yeah. is not the right time to, to it's just sit yeah. in it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so that, that just, that doesn't happen so much, I guess. Right. I mean, you don't have close people dying hopefully every day in your life. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, but the lessons are the same, you know, there, there are moments where it's really appropriate to be, I often say to clients of mine, you know, it, it's appropriate to be sad when sad things happen. Um, right. You know, it's appropriate to be frustrated when frustrating things are happening. Uh, it's about how much time, I mean, grief is a separate thing. Grief, there are no, no rules around grief. Grief takes as long as it takes. And, and my heart really is with Nina. I've lost a close friend in the past. I don't know how awful it can be. Um, and there are no rules around grief. It takes as long as it takes. Um, but, you know, in the general run of things, frustration, boredom, anger, irritation, all those sorts of negative feelings, it's appropriate to sit with that and be gentle with yourself as you say but it's also appropriate eventually to give that a time limit and say okay well now's the time to pick up and move on especially when we're talking about business things you know we don't want to yeah. wallow when we're talking about you know, our experiences in business um you know we need to learn all of these negative things that we experience as entrepreneurs is it's fodder for growth you know um and that's true for true in life as well but it is appropriate to have the full suite of emotions that's what we're designed to do. It's just how, what the balance ends up looking like, I guess, overall. What's next on your agenda? You know, what are the, what are the big things coming up? You've got, you've got something coming up that uh, now I can't remember what it was. My Thought Leadership Academy. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Thought Leadership Academy. So, I mean, those are my students in May that we just finished. So twice a yep. year, we get 15 people who fly in from around the world and I teach them growth. I teach them how to be a thought leader and teach them how to, how to build their business, build their impact, make money through mm -hmm. social media, primarily Instagram and YouTube. And then, yeah. and then we do it. Like we're going to record a video. I'm going to show you how to record a video. We're going to make content together. I'm going to critique it and make it better for you. I'm going to push you outside your comfort zone. And the idea was if I had you for three days, like what can I do? How far can I push you? Not just through talking, but like in actually doing the work pull out your phone and make a video and we're going to critique you and let's, and again, and again, right. For three days, let's yes. go. Right. Um, 
and and it's it's life changing for 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 people. Um, so we just finished the May one. We're doing September, hmm. and this last one, people flew in from most of the U.S. into Toronto, Canada, where I am, but also from Norway, Holland, and the U.K. as well. Awesome. So, somebody from Australia want to come next year uh, to September. So we'll see. We'll see if he okay. signs up. But yeah, it's exciting. Awesome. 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 All right. Let me know if you need me to have a quiet word in his ear. <laughs> that sounds like good. So um, this is like a, like a working retreat and you, know, you guys are all just Im- embedded in this program for a bunch of days. Okay. So how do you, how do you approach something like that in terms of your mindset? I mean, I know you're such a positive soul, but how do you approach that in that, you know, it sounds like it's a, a, um, there's a it's a potentially a very repetitive task of you know the recording and the videos and the frustrations that come with people not, I know you get frustrated with me <laughs> with people not getting the the uh, structure or the the content idea uh, how do you tackle that in the day like how do you tackle with 15 people like that's a lot of people to be repetitive videoing with um, how do you get through that yeah so it's 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 interesting because it's not repetitive at all um, and it's my team that also helps me so, so on day one, it's a lot of knowledge dump and it's just me sharing, here's how you win. Here's what you need to do on Instagram. Here's what you need to do on YouTube. Here's my exact strategies. And then we work through actually creating what is a thought, what is a perfect 10 minute thought leadership video look like? What should that be? How do you make a thought leadership video? Cause nobody really trains people on how to do this. And so your video ends up, uh, people have knowledge, like you're an expert at X, Y, Z, but you you when you make a video nobody's watching why okay we got to fix that because the video sucks doesn't mean you suck doesn't mean your knowledge sucks you just don't know how to make a good video awesome let's fix that and then we start we start then doing it and we'll do a group one like okay give me i mean we've talked about the structure give me a powerful opinion let's go right and then somebody in the the group calls one out and we work through the whole thing together say oh that's easy okay yeah yeah, yeah, we get it okay great you're gonna do it for an hour let's go and then they suck <laughs> right it's easy when it's yeah. a group exercise and it's being led but now like i gotta do this and i gotta record it oh this is harder than i thought and so we divide the group to three tables yeah. there's a leader at each table from my team and then i float between the three tables and we help mm. them actually go through the process of doing it um yeah. and, and then that's fun and then they have to go and film it and so we'll we'll help them mm. and then we talk about monetizing um different ways to monetize across the different platforms. Uh, then, then day two, they have four different groups where they have to come up with their foundation story. Like, why do you do this? Why is this so important? Why does it come from? Why, who cares? Like, you want to help people do this. Why? Like, you could be helping. Yes, you're built to serve, but it could be anything. Why this? What's the story behind this thing? And then they're going to mm-hmm. come on camera and they're gonna, I'm going to do it with them. Like, they're going to tell their story with me behind the camera saying, nope, again, fix this. Here we go change that, go, right? Um, and then we edit the video for them and give them a final version. Um, then we work with them on their on their Instagram content. Some of my team is working through them, creating mm. content for Instagram. And then my other uh, team members working with them on helping them tell powerful Instagram stories. And so that's their whole day is like between those two, four activities. It's, it's, it's mm. fast, right? Um, yeah, sounds, sounds awesome. And then day three, no, everybody gets a one-on-one with me for 20 minutes in front of the camera and we make a video. And then there's a bunch of other activities and exercises that you have to do with the people on my team, again, pushing you further. Mm. Yeah, like people have, have come out of it and then went on to 
quit their their you know New York jobs and build a full time business off of Instagram and become influencers and change Florida state legislation and present in front of people who manage billions of dollars and create Netflix specials yeah, and like all this crazy stuff, right? Um, yeah. Which is great. Yeah. And so it's such a, it's such a powerful three. It takes everything out of me. I'm done. Like I've gotten sick every single time from my first three months. I got nothing yeah. left. It's, I, it's why I don't, I don't do any Instagramming myself. Like the only thing we post is my students. I don't answer email. I don't nothing. It's just this um, for three straight days. And then, and then I die and then I come back two days later. <laughs> yeah, so right. Not getting yeah. sick this time around will be important. Um, but yeah, September is the launch and we're always looking at how to make it better, how to improve it. My, my mindset going in is like every time I push people I get to it faster. Yeah, the right. Gloves come off like faster. And, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. The there's one guy who's come to all three. He helps in the last two, and he's like, the first one was ten miles an hour, and the second one was thirty, and now this one is fifty, and like the next one's gonna be seventy. Um, I, I have limited time. This time has to count. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm getting better at the skill too, and these people need to get this and go build a business where they have a huge impact with their ideas, right? So yeah. I put a lot of pressure on myself, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the best thing ever. It sounds incredible. I think uh, a lot of people underestimate just how hard it is to make an opinion-laden video. Like it is actually hard to be succinct. I did one yesterday and I actually came away thinking, I think that's the first time I've actually done one probably <laughs> after all the videos I've done. And I think it is, it, it, it takes training and a lot of people don't understand the necessity for um, mentoring and for, um, I'm, I'm going to say mirroring, but I, what I mean by that is, you know, watching yourself over and over and over and checking and Hank talks about this a lot, you know, watching recording videos and watching yourself and seeing what feels right and what doesn't feel right. And I think there's a balance between that and perfectionism and it's that perfectionism that stops people posting stuff and oh, so yeah. there's this you know that barrier that and this is why so many people rely on facebook lives this is how i started with facebook lives um because i knew that if i didn't do it live if i pre-recorded i'd hesitate about posting it and i think a lot of people have that barrier do you find that oh, oh yeah. Hey. That come, yeah yeah but yeah. and but then as soon as you make your first one, the next one becomes easy. Yeah. And becomes yeah. easier each time. And so like that as an example was I didn't start that till day two previously, but then May is like day one, you're making your first video day one. You have to record a video. It's going up. Even if it sucked, even if you get on the phone and say, um, post that's going up. That's your video. Right. <laughs> like, why yeah. did you come here? What are you here for? Let's go. This is why you came. You're ready to grow. This is why you showed up. Let's go, right? And it's and it's you know encouraging and people supporting each other and everybody, you know, the 15 mm. people who show up are all in the same boat of feeling nervous and overwhelmed and like, oh my God, this is so scary and I've never done this back home. But you're with with you're with people who are all facing the same thing and then you all grow together, becomes this really tight mm. family that then gives you permission to do these scary things, that then you you jump all these levels and then you go home and you can even if you fall down a little bit, you're way higher than where you started from. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
so we we uh, I was talking to Hank yesterday about uh, we were talking about uh, I guess facing those fears of judgment from others, and I've had my own experiences of of being judged amusingly by others. Uh, I can say amusing now. Um, and Hank was telling me the story of an, another um, client of of his who had you know, built up a social media profile and got judged quite harshly by his local community, pushed through that. And I think this is the real fear that a lot of people have is being judged in their local community, especially if you, especially if you live in a small community. I live in a small community. Um, and I think when you encourage people to just publish or post, whether it's a written blog or a video, um, 99% of the time, either nobody sees it or nobody cares. And, and uh, what you're wanting to do is attract the people who care because they're interested in your message, right? Yep. Um, I think the fear, it's a little bit like fear of crime. You know, you talk to community policing uh, personnel and they'll tell you the fear of crime far exceeds the actual crime rate. And I think with, you know, the mentoring that you do and the mentoring that I do, we see fear of criticism and fear of judgment far out far 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 exceeds what they're actually people are actually going to face in reality um yeah did you go through did you go go through a phase where there was who, who is evan carmichael who the hell does he think he is when you were building up your social media profile like did you go through a phase like that with i don't know friends family local community dance community did that ever happen to you so maybe i'm a weird duck on this but I'm always going through that just on a bigger scale. Right. Yeah. I don't yeah. think, I, I mean, I had a, I was, I, I was hypnotized yesterday by Marissa Peer. If you know Marissa Peer, she's like a UK celebrity hypnotherapist. Um, right. But she believes that you can just destroy the thing. I think the thing stays with you forever. You're just capable of doing bigger versions of it. I'm comfortable with who I am now with my friends and family and community and, and all that, but I'm not the guy who's comfortable doing something bigger yet. So like, that's the next thing. So what's the something bigger that you're not comfortable doing? The tour was a great example where yep. I didn't want to do the tour and Steve pushed me to do the tour. And because even if it was the worst idea, because I was afraid of it, I had to do it. Yeah. Even if it yeah. didn't serve my business, like maybe I could have done something different that would have actually had a better impact. The biggest thing was I was afraid to do it. So I had to do it. And then I broke my neck and I was, I wanted <laughs> to go home and I was afraid to make the video yeah. changing my pants and everything. Right. Okay, great. Because even though the video yeah. did not take off or it, and Steve was laughing at me, did I tell you what happened with Steve in that video? No, you don't. I know about you having to, video changing your pants because you couldn't dress yourself when you had a broken neck yeah is there a, is there a, is there an ending to the story well steve was the one our agent steve yeah. was the one who told me i needed to do it so i said okay i'm afraid to do it so now i'm gonna do it awesome let's go we did it posted it. it's 20 minutes and then i sent it he's like following up he's on me like did you do it like dude of course i'm gonna do it um and then and then i sent it to him and then and then he sends me uh, uh he calls me back and he's, and, uh, he said, all I hear is laughing. Ha 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 ha. I showed this to the whole office here and they all are dying laughing. This is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. 
and, and Steve is not like this big hysterical laugher, but it's like hysterical, like, all right, thanks, man. <laughs> I can totally see that. Sitting here in my underwear <laughs> on video and, and I'm, here's this guy who's in my circle just laughing his face off at me. But I, it doesn't matter. Like that, that, at that point, it didn't matter anymore. I, yeah. I was laughing along, right? Um, so, so next is doing, so that, like, that just came, that just happened, but now I could do that again. Yeah. And I think this is the point. This is the point, right? When we yeah. do things that scare us or we do things outside our comfort zone, the things that we worry about, we worry about judgment. We worry about being criticized. We worry about being laughed at. That's just probably, we overestimate the risk of it happening, but when it does happen, it's nowhere near as bad as we imagine it's going to be. Well, you're right. Most people won't care. 80% of people won't care. They don't even care. Like you're not that important. Nobody cares. Nobody's watching your Instagram video, right? Like you're not that, it doesn't matter. 80% of people, 10% of people will, will support you and say, Hey, like great job, Tess. That was awesome. Right. Yeah. And that's what our friends always say. No, people will love it. People will support you, but there's going to be 10% of people who will hate it. And they'll say you suck. <laughs> yeah, I think the analogy I the analogy I use is you can't be everyone's cup of tea. You just can't. Some people will love you. Some people will hate you. Some people just won't be interested and won't have an opinion one way or the other. And your whole message has got to be towards the people that are going to love you. Uh, you know, there are many, many different brews of tea out there. There's enough people out there interested in each one, or else there wouldn't be a market for each brew right? You know, English breakfast, um, Earl Grey, whatever. And I think that when you focus on your imagined ideal audience and you focus on the people that are going to be really soaking up everything that you do, it gives you that extra sense of confidence to ignore the ones that don't matter, which is kind of one of the things I was talking about yesterday in the video I did. You know, you, you have to choose whether or not you care about the ones that aren't going to like you. I choose not to care about that. I'm pretty sure you do too. You know, you just decide that actually doesn't deserve my time. There's all sorts of things that I could focus on. I choose to focus on the things that are going to get me through to the next level. And, and that's what you do too. You focus on doing the difficult things and overcoming the challenges and focusing on your clients and moving through the next level of what it is you're doing. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I was just stuck on the choosing the care, choosing the, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you can choose to care. Yeah, of course you can. You can choose what you pay attention to. Uh, yes, I think it's a. I think choosing is a logical uh, decision yeah. for an emotional problem, and I don't know that you yeah. solve emotional issues through logic. No, but what you can do is you can acknowledge, and this is one of the conversations we've had ongoing. You can acknowledge the emotional side of it, and then you can choose to redirect your attention to something else so you might be frightened of doing the thing you, I know you, we're probably going to argue about this I'm going I reckon uh, you know you might be frightened of doing something you know you feel it's that you can feel the fear and do it anyway that kind of thing um, but when you acknowledge what it is that's driving the fear um, if you can pinpoint that it's fear of criticism or fear of judgment from your family mm -hmm. you can make a decision about whether or not to let that fear influence what you do next really but still the fear the fear is still there oh man you don't like that at all i don't know i don't know i don't think you can solve a logical thing with a, a, an emotional thing with a logical answer i think then it, i think it all i think you have to you solve it with more with the opposite emotion 
at least for me, it's my person, one, yes, one okay. human's experience. So yeah. the whole, like, I don't like the, if you're, if you're nervous, tell yourself that you're excited. Yeah, and that's not Approach. where I'm going with this, but I agree, yeah. No, okay, yeah. so if you're afraid, if I'm afraid of my family's judgment about me on something, then the only way I know how to, how to tackle it is not to tell myself, I mm. choose not to care about what my mom says, because I still care about what my mom says. <laughs> yeah, of course you do, but in the moment, in the yeah. moment. So what you, can, what you can say is, I've got my camera in my hand, I've just recorded this kick-ass video and I really want to post it, but I'm scared that my mum won't like it or I'm scared that my boss won't like it or my husband won't like it or whoever. Okay. That you can choose to let that fear shut you down and not post the video or you can choose to confront the fear, post the video anyway and see if your fears play out and if they do, deal with them then. So this is a, we do this a lot with anxiety management, right? People have all sorts of what ifs. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if something else happens, which keeps people small, especially when they're anxious. And, and, what's, really, and what's really important, you, you write down a list of all the what ifs you've told yourself over a, a two week period. Time and time again, people come back to me and say, I've got this huge long list of what ifs that came into my head. Not a single one of them actually happened. So, okay. you know, what if, you know, so you can choose whether or not you let the what ifs dictate your actions. And you think so the people fear can do that there. by themselves? Totally. Well, mm-hmm. I, don't, I shouldn't say by themselves. Yeah, why not? People do that all the time in the work that I do with them. Well, many psychologists, we, you know, this is our bread and butter work, teaching people how to do this. Stuff. Well, I think when you're with a psychologist or a friend or a loving person or somebody you respect or a mentor or something else, I think, I think it's the transfer. I think you solve an emotional problem with the opposite emotion. So I think it's your confidence, it's your confidence, your hope, your belief in them that makes them feel like your strategy, your logic will work. This is my take. That'll work. Take, yeah. And then because well, I, I said I think... it's going to work, then I'll do it. And then it works. <laughs> but I, I, I don't, I couldn't imagine somebody doing that on their own of like, they're afraid to post something and then they will write out a list of all the things that what ifs and then just see if the what ifs come true or not. I think somebody paralyzed by fear is not going to, they need to feel, they need to feel the I think there's, yeah, okay. And I think maybe what we're talking about is a spectrum of fear. You know, paralyzed by fear is one end of the spectrum. Most people have those doubts, right? Most people have, you know, they've recorded a video, they've got a doubt about whether or not to post it. And most people, especially people you and I work with, will eventually choose to do that. And, and I have, you know, people do, there are, there's a percentage of people who figure that out for themselves. So it's not exclusively down to piggybacking on someone else's confidence. It, it's, uh, it helps to have a mentor, absolutely. Otherwise, you and I wouldn't have businesses. It helps to have a mentor. We, you know, we, we do help people get across the line with various things. Um, but you can start people off on the right track. And I've, I've certainly seen it in my psychology practice with anxiety management in particular, give people a couple of tools and they figure the rest out for themselves. Um, and nine times out of 10, if they've, if they've got the right foundation of tools to overcome those what ifs and all those fears that haven't got any basis in reality, um, they gather their own body of evidence and move forward from there. 
But I think the reason why they'll even talk about the tools is because of the emotional transfer of confidence from you or somebody else to them that gives them hope that it's possible. Like when I'm pushing somebody to go on camera and make a video, they would think I am not possible. This is kiss can't happen. Even though here's a technique, follow these, follow the system. It's like my confidence and their ability to get through it is the thing that carries them through to actually try. And then once they do it, they realize, Oh, like that wasn't that difficult. I can do it again. And these tools yeah. then help me. But I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't think you can solve an emotional problem with logic. Well, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe we, this is me. Maybe I'm the crazy person. Maybe I just can't do it myself. No, or maybe no, this is no. the whole thing I, for me. <laughs> I think, well, you know, I think, think about all the people who watch your videos and yeah. aren't personally mentored by you. They're vicariously mentored by you, right? Yeah. Yep. So nice. they don't, they don't have, yeah. So they don't have, uh, there'd be a percentage of them who don't have uh, a sense that you've got personal faith in them personally they they ride that wave that you've got faith in your audience but maybe on a one-to-one confidence level they're not they don't they don't have that experience right but they pick up on the messages that you're putting out there and they play around with them and they try them on for size and some of them will work really well for them individually and others won't but getting back to what you're saying, I think there's there's some truth in what you're saying. There's a lot of research that shows that, uh, you know, a big factor in any therapeutic relationship, we can count, you know, mentoring as some kind of therapeutic relationship, if you like, um, comes down to that interpersonal relationship. And then you're layering on the strategies on top of that. If the relationship doesn't work, no, nothing else is going to work either. In theory. I think it has to be a foundation of hope and belief and making them feel like there's something greater out there. And then like I, the stuff that you tell me, um, even watching a Hank video back, like I didn't think it was important, but then you said, no, it's actually important. Like, okay, it's my, tr you, I trust I'm going to learn something the second time through because not just as a strategy, but like, no, this is actually important. So you're giving me confidence that this thing has to happen and it'll help me. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. We may well be on the same page, but just calling it different things. You know, I think that's, that's always a possibility. Um, I, I firmly believe that people decide every day what they're going to let call the shots in their lives. Yeah. I'm anxious about asking this person out on a date. I've decided I'm just going to do it anyway. You know, that kind of stuff. Still feeling the fear you're doing it anyway, that kind of stuff. I think people make decisions about that, whether they're out loud decisions or, you know, subtle decisions, I don't know. But I think people make decisions about that all the time. That's why I think if you can summon the, like, this is scary, but I do scary things. I'm a hero. Yes, I, that's right. Yeah. I might fail, but yeah. I, I, I do scary things. Yeah. It's switching yeah. the emotion to then, and then, and then whatever. You're going to ask her out, okay, what's your line going to be and what's your approach and whatever, all the tactics, mm -hmm. there's a million tactics but without the, the feeling of, yeah. right, that emotion, then this is why, like, for the thought leadership videos, you have oh, to lead oh, with yeah. a powerful opinion. If you just lead with, you do this and this and this, like, who are you? Do you even care about me? Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you won't listen. I don't think there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no, um, you know, I'm not saying that you're going to switch emotion off. What I'm saying is you're going to switch the chatter up here around you're gonna you're gonna uh recognize what's going on up here and switch the direction of the conversation in here because that's that's that that's that i mean you know i'm trained as a cognitive 
um, behavioural therapist, you know, so that's the cognitive side coming out of me, you know, I have other strings to my bow, but that's the core training that I have. You can grab hold of the conversation going on up here and decide whether whether or not you want to participate in that conversation anymore or whether you want to have a different conversation. The emotion is still there. We're not negating the emotion, but we're, we're you know, changing the story we tell ourselves about what we're capable of doing in the face of that emotion. That's possibly a different way of... <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> I think we could argue for days about this. It'd be lovely. <laughs> it's all good. It's great. So, 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 what's my challenge? What do I need to do? Do you have something coming up that is going to be a challenge for you in your in the work that you're doing? Something that's going to be difficult. I'm going to Tony Robbins's event again. He invited me down uh, for the Dallas event next month in July. Um, last the last time I went was in November, and that was super awkward and amazing where I started hugging. Why was it awkward? Oh, I came up with the idea for some reason that I needed to hug people just to, uh, he said something about hugging. I thought, I'm not a hugger. I was like, okay, well, let, let's, let's break that. Not that I need to become a hugger, but the fear of being a hugger now bothered me and I had to, I had to crush this. <laughs> so because I wore my gear, a lot of people would recognize me it's, it's, it's my tribe, right? Like people who follow Tony Robbins yeah. follow my stuff. And so I was getting stopped all the time. And I turned, I turned um, the sign of like, if somebody should put out their hand, I'm going for a hug, hand, hug, hand, hug. And I would say, hey, uh, let's, let's hug instead of hand, hugs over handshakes or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. And I did that. And then, and then one woman uh, that I, in my group said, I didn't realize you were such a germaphobe. Like germaphobe, I don't know why. Because you don't want to shake people's hands. Like, I'm not a germaphobe. And they were standing at this table where people were like having fast food and then I just like licked the whole counter. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then I had to, okay, so like I wasn't, I needed to fix, I needed to fix my approach for the handshake stuff. And so the next person who put out their hand, I didn't know what to say, so I froze. And so I just hugged this guy. And then I said, I love. <laughs> It was the most awkward, like, hey, I'm a big fan of your channel. Hey, I love, right? Like, oh, my God, this is so bad. I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, and it progressively got better to the point where then, um, even at the beginning of my tour, I was hugging everybody, and then, and then I stopped because mm -hmm. it, did, it, it wasn't scary anymore. Like, hugs, handshakes, whatever people want, I'm good with, right? Mm -hmm. So that was a... <laughs> embarrassing amazing <laughs> sequence yeah. uh, so you're good at that <laughs> um, embarrassing sequences uh i mean i'll attack things i mean i get when you said i don't like vague things it's it's more like not that i'm fighting it i just want to know what to do and then you give me something specific not you anybody right and like i'll i'll yeah. i'll take it on like let's go so yeah. um you know got with with tony's stuff you're doing all sorts of weird things mm. Um, I don't know why that came to me, but you know, idea to action, you do it. So I don't know, maybe is there, is there a challenge I should be doing that then? Well, it's, well, I'm curious to know when I asked you why, you know, what challenges you had coming up, you know, you okay. mentioned the Tony Robbins thing straight away. So what is it about the Tony Robbins thing that presents immediately as a challenge? Obviously you've got the past history, but what is it? You know, are you anticipating, what are you anticipating about this future? I think it came because I was remembering the last one and like how embarrassing it was and how awesome it was. Uh, I mean, it sucked at the time, but that's uh -huh. the best, right? Uh -huh. Like, here we go. We're getting better. <laughs> yeah. 
It came yeah, up right. in the story. Um, there were a lot of weird moments like that. Like I'm sitting in the front row and these security guards are going around the table, going around the room uh, and, and they have these stations. And then when every, every six minutes, 10 minutes, they would swap and they would do this little fist bump to each other and then move on, right? So then yeah. I thought, hey, I'm gonna, I wanna give a fist bump to security guard. So, so when, when the next guy came by, fist bump, I put my hand right out there and nothing. He just, he sees it, looks at it, walks away. And I'm, I'm crushed. I'm crushed. Oh my God. I'm here in the front row. I just got owned by the security guard. This sucks. But then I thought, as soon as I tied the service, right then I thought, you know what? Like whoever saw me, this is the most embarrassing thing of all time. I just felt like it's visible. Okay, I'm gonna keep doing this until I get one. And you know what? It's gonna serve as a as a inspiration to anybody who is watching. Yeah, right? yeah. So like yeah. five or six later, finally one guy like gives me a fist bump. I'm like, I'm celebrating inside. Like this is the greatest moment of all time. <laughs> um, I love that. I love that. So there's that. Oh my and then later on in that day, there was a girl who was crying behind me. She came with her friend and she was crying. Like something happened either on stage or like, I don't know what happened. She was crying. Young girl, like 20 something. Um, and in my head, I'm like, I should go. I should just go hug her or something. I don't know. Like, I don't know her. Her friend is right next to her. But I felt like she's obviously feeling something is not getting what she needs from her friend. And, and he, I don't know. I felt bad for her. Um, and then like 15 minutes later, she left and never came back. And, and then I take that as like, that's my fault, right? I didn't try, I had an idea and I didn't try something and I'm pissed at myself for not doing it. Mm. I need to do better next time, right? So then like half an hour later, there was a guy who was crying. And so I just went down and, and I sat next to him and I just hugged him for 10 minutes while he was just, I don't know, I don't know, what's he crying about? Huh? He's sitting there crying. I had the girl in my head, so I'm gonna go there and, and hug him. And then he just said, thank you after and like, touch my shoulder and, and then we I didn't talk to him at all but it helped him through that moment right um so there's a bunch of stuff that I mean I've you know been to Tony Robbins conference but there's a bunch of stuff that that happens yeah. that is weird like this um so I mean I'm, I'm already way more prepared for it than I have it's my third time going I've already grown a lot since the first time but I don't know it came to mind because you end up in a weird environment with people and it's outside my normal, like, Evan Carmichael world of what I do mm -hmm. day to day. Um, so weird stuff happens. There's so, probably a lot more stories I got to figure out. Yeah. Is this linked to you? you told, did you tell me a story a long time ago about, a uh, long time ago, you know, a while back, about feeling awkward at a dinner? Uh, all these people who gathered after a conference. That was a YouTube event that I was, I was one of the speakers at. And I just stayed in the lobby while while uh, all the speakers and VIPs went to dinner. And, and this is a thought through my head. Um, and maybe, maybe this is something that if I catch, I'll do it again. I don't know. So it's like they, they were going to go-karting. Go-karting and dinner. So we're, we're all at the hotel. The venue's there. Like I have my room and everything's contained. They're going to go go-karting in, in some dinner out, out in the middle of nowhere. And in my head is like, how do I get back? Like, if it sucks, how do I get back? And so I'm not going to go. <laughs> and I just stayed in the lobby and yeah. helped. it became the greatest thing of all time. Like just helping the entrepreneurs until 2.30 in the morning who were there. But the fear, I guess, was 
I don't know if I can get back. I don't know if I'm going to like this thing. Um, group situations. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah. the inability like, to leave if I didn't like it. I mean, I guess I could exactly. laugh, but, but just the, yeah. I don't like public or like not public. Um, when you're required to do something that you don't want to do, like you're sitting at a table, you're sitting at a table because it's rude to, to leave, but you don't want to be there. Yeah, no, I get that too. That, that's exactly the response I have to the idea of weddings on boats. How do I leave? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, right? that would just, I mean, yeah. weddings, period, suck. Um, <laughs> not, not, not for friends. For when I first no, started. No, not for close ones, yeah. Chinese culture is like you go to all the weddings and, and like your 14th cousin is getting married. And, and yeah. if you're there, nobody cares. But if you're not there, it's a big deal inside the <laughs> right and which is like the yeah. worst thing for me i'm only there because of what the family will think it's like i don't want this is stupid i'm not i still go because of my wife um but yeah weddings on a boat would would might destroy me yeah or any <laughs> any party yeah on a boat. yeah yeah you and me both you can't get Actually, away though, if you but I do think if you and I were at the same wedding, we would crush boat, that boat ship, right? So high five for that boat ship right there. <laughs> so, okay. So here's the thing. So, so what's, what did I do the right thing? What, what should be a response? Should I go and just own it and say, well, this sucks, but it's the best and I'll make the best out of it. Or no, no you've got to make wise decisions. I mean, do you not, you don't regret not going, do you? Um, no, I mean, I, I deep, yeah. my default answer is no. Like, I loved it. It was great. Yeah. I met yeah. all these entrepreneurs, but um, I'm trying to think deeper. Like, did, is, did I just turn it into something positive? But I actually do regret not going and, I don't know, networking. Uh, or... uh, I, don't, I don't think you, uh, you know, I don't think you, you make up stories to yourself to that extent. I think that you'd, you'd know if you regretted not going. I, I don't know. I think with the Tony Robbins thing, um, yeah, I mean, gosh, it sounds like there's so much opportunity for content and videos and stories and, and whatnot to come out of that and lots of opportunities to do things that challenge you. So I guess that stepping outside your comfort zone and doing the scary things, whatever they might be. I don't know. Does he still do the fire walking thing? And, you know, oh, they do. Scary. I actually haven't done the fire walk. Um, I did the real fire walk last time. Uh, like the whole idea of the fire walk, I just think it's stupid. I mean, it's not stupid, but... Like, you know, you're yeah, not yeah, going to get hurt. Stupid. As soon as I know yeah. that people don't get hurt, then it's like, this isn't, this, this is pointless. Yeah. yeah. Show me the video with someone burst into flames and then maybe I'm going to feel like it's a challenge outside my comfort zone. But, oh, I, I actually went home after that and, and did the real fire walk where I let go of five different groups or individuals from my business who I've just been carrying for too long. Well, yeah, right. That was rough. Like that was, that was, uh, like some people I've been with for a long time and then I, I just got to move on and do my thing. It was more out of loyalty and responsibility, but it's like, wasn't serving me anymore. And for, for multiple people. So I stayed up till, I don't know, two 30 or three in the morning, just shooting, yeah. like figuring out the plan and, and letting people know. Um, that was a real like actual difficult firewalk for me. Uh, yeah. But I went in last yeah. time, not knowing what I was going to do. Like, why am I here? Yeah. You got a beautiful sunrise, by the way, coming in behind you. It's yeah, no, we, we, we have some amazing That's views. beautiful. Yeah. You're getting distracted yeah. by the Australia sunrise. <laughs> uh, 
I you know, in, this is how I get my Australian work ethic, you know, by paying attention yeah, to the sunrise. Right. Hashtag Australian work ethic. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to do going in. And then I met Hank and Steve just the day before, and they told me I needed to do more scary things and, and do the paid tour, right? I was not going to do a yeah. paid tour. They told me I need to do paid tour. So then the, my objective going into the event was I want to, I want to, I want to take on this tour and, and work through mm -hmm. any fears I have and figure that stuff out. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and I worked and I did it. So I, again, now going in, I don't know. What am I going to talk about? What, what am I, I don't have an objective yet. Um, and maybe, maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's the uncomfortable thing is not having an objective going in there completely open to experience going in completely open to whatever challenges present and whatever you bring back out of that, knowing that something will, right? Yeah. I like having a plan and then being open to change, not just going in only open to change with no plan. Cause that could also lead to nothing. <laughs> At least I got yeah, what I came true. for and planned. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, are there people that you want to meet? Are there people that you, you know, you feel out of your, out of your depth if you were to approach them for a conversation? I mean, there's, there's all sorts of things there that you could really challenge yourself with. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm going because of my, the, one of the guys on my team, he's yeah. going through something and, and he wants to go. So I'm going with him and I'm taking him. I wouldn't go by myself. Like I don't feel like I need it right now, but I don't want that to cloud my, like, I'm not going to mail it in. I want to still, because if I just yeah. say, oh, this is boring, I've seen all this, whatever, then, then he's not, it's not going to be fair to, to the experience with him. Um, so yeah. that's why, like, he has a burning need to go for work something out. I, yeah. but I'd like to not just be his support, but also learn something. So I don't know. I could think on it. Just thought of Dr. Tess. Yeah, had yeah, yeah, something yeah. Ingenious for me to, I don't, I don't have anything guards else, and yeah, do, do more of that. What? <laughs> do more of that. The with security. It is such a challenge to get a smile out of security guard. You know, I mean, that is a great challenge, but oh. no, that's not really your homework. I don't have homework for you this week. How's that? I just oh, think, what? I think that, that sucks. No, come that that's the worst. I like homework. I want to, what are we doing here? We're here to grow. We're just here to chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would really like you to, I don't know, um, play around with that idea that we we're talking about before about making decisions to overcome negative self, self talk, negative, you know, the negative, negative chatter in here, the limiting chatter, like observing how you do that. I have no doubt that you do it and you might call it something else. You know, that stuff we we're arguing about before. Yeah, well, maybe as keep soon enough, as, you, as soon as I find it, then I, I have to attack it. That's my solution. I think, I think the yeah. problem is not knowing where I'm subconsciously or automatically uh, just, I, I believe that I, I suck every day because of my thought patterns, but, but I can't, uh, until I am aware of them, then I can't change it. But once I'm aware of Correct. it, I'm, I'm pretty good at yeah. like attacking it as yeah. my highest yeah. priority in life. <laughs> so Yeah. So but, so what's but, your biggest tendency? What's your biggest tendency when you're that stuff that you attack? Is yeah. there a theme to the stuff that you have to attack? Is it fear of judgment? Is it what is it? It's Just, still likely it, like it's I think my biggest fear is still disappointing people. Which yeah, is right. kind of judgment. Um mm -hmm. slightly different. Like 
like it's walking kind of like my, kind of not good enough kind of imposter stuff ma'am sure like judgment yeah. of making an embarrassing video or walking in my bathrobe somewhere or whatever like that whatever that's not that's not no, that's no. what i would normally say judgment but disappointing people is still judgment like somebody's come and and they're they're disappointed in what i came like they wasted their time they wasted their money on something that i so that i created so the pro is i always over deliver and invest everything to make this happen um but there's still the fear of i'm going to mm -hmm. disappoint people if this doesn't end up in a good result um mm -hmm. so where yeah. am i next afraid of disappointing people um i think that'll be my default point of weakness when a new idea comes you challenge me with something steve challenged me or somebody else uh my default point of weakness would be what, what if I let people down? Hmm. Uh, hmm. And then, and then as soon as I catch that, then I'll say, well, I, that, now I have to do it because that's the fear. Yeah. Cause that's, that's yeah. who Evan Carmichael is, right? That's my identity. I do these things. <laughs> you do these things. So I have to stay consistent with myself. Yeah. 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 Well, that's true. I mean, it's a hard one to challenge because you don't want to set yourself up deliberately to let people down just so you can work through those feelings and that's not going to work. But, uh, um, oh, gee, I think that sometimes we, uh, I mean, I've challenged you on this before and you've not, you've, I think you've only ever been able to give me one example of where you felt that you actually let someone down. Oh and sure, the guy with the with the blog post, right? Um, this this whole yeah. thing with us started because of the Tony Robbins thing. Like yeah. November when I went, Hank and Steve. Then after our meeting, said Evan, we're going to do a show. I want you to do a show where you share all the things that where you failed. Right. Okay. So so okay, great. So go home. Immediate action. I, I write a list of like fifty different things in my life that I failed with with relationships, with my business, with all this stuff. And then, and then my, my, always, my default is always going to be like this. I will share about myself, but I'm not going to throw my wife yeah. or ex-wife or whoever like under the bus, right? I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, I'll do anything you want. But then as I looked at the list, like I could share all these stories. This is not a challenge. It's not, a, it's not a, great. Like let's, let's film it right now. Like come over, get your crew. We'll film it. No, I'll, I'll, I'll cry, whatever. Like I, I'll go in deep. You, it doesn't feel difficult or painful. So I said, you know what? You gotta, you gotta get on once a month with Dr. Tess. <laughs> and that, that's how this whole thing started. Yeah, legit. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you want difficult and painful? Go talk to Dr. Tess. Right? That's it. <laughs> Put that on your website. If you want difficult and painful, call Dr. Tess. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. I love that. I love it. That's so flattering. Thanks. Um, so. But I'm curious to know what did you get out of writing the list, like spending the time with that list? You know, what did you get out of that? You know, we've all got things that we're not proud of or we've all got things that didn't work out the way we wanted. The pain hurt list that I did at like one in the morning. I still have it. What do you want to know? What did okay. I get? What did you, yeah, what did you get out of time spend this, spending the time? What do you remember of spending the time compiling that list? You know, spending time thinking about those 
those moments? Um, one, I mean, I had to, I had to think. So, so I was with a buddy of mine, Mark, who, who's always low on himself. And he said, why are you having such a hard time? I could, I could come up with 500 things. <laughs> like, really? I don't know. I gotta, I gotta like, I, I, I just move yeah. on from stuff or, or maybe bury it and don't move on and just pretend like, mm. oh, I don't know. But, but it's hard for me to remember this stuff. I had to really like go through each year of my life and say, okay, where was I here? And like, what negative thing happened to me? And lots of negative stuff happens. It's just, yeah, a, right. um, it doesn't, mm. it doesn't hang on me. Um, mm. So I had to, I had to go through um, year by year and start coming up with a list. Mm. But almost as soon as I write it, I start thinking like, that was great. Like I learned from that and I grew from that and I'm here because of that, right? It's, it's, it's hard for me to sit in it for very long because there's no, because I've, I've kind of resolved it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I, was yeah. On a, I was on a call. So Marissa Peer yesterday, right, was talking about the, um, the hypnotherapy stuff. Uh, she had me pull a memory of when like I wasn't good enough compared to my older sisters, my older sister and younger sister, because they all got A's and I got B's and C's. And then, um, but then in my final year of high school, I, I got straight 90s and was the only one to get straight 90s in my family. Uh, yeah. And she's like, well, are you still comparing yourself to your sisters? Like, no, I mean, they're doing their thing. I haven't thought about their, like, I'm, I'm pumped for them, but I don't. It's not a family like competition. They're in totally different things. So like it doesn't, even though maybe that memory early on was an issue, like it doesn't sit with me. It doesn't hang on me. But, but lots of stuff I'm sure does, right? Like I, I, when I talk like this, people think, well, you're perfect. I'm not. I, I have tons of limiting beliefs and issues, yeah. problems that, that I need to break through. I need to, to get to where I need to go. There's your homework. Thank you. What? That's the homework? <laughs> I yes. So what I want you to do is I want you to write your list of limiting beliefs, the ones that you struggle with or the ones that at least the ones that you're conscious of having and how they present. So what situations trigger them? And don't answer it now. No, no, no. I'm writing and, it down. You know me now, and, though, because I'm ready to go. Like, oh, just stop that. And then, uh, and then uh, what strategies you employ to, to overcome them? So the limiting beliefs, what was the second part? How they show up or what triggers them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What situations tend to trigger them or what interactions tend to trigger them? And okay. then, uh, and what strategies you tend to use then to get yourself through those. Um, and, and so not yeah. just writing a, writing a list late at night. Let's see how many, how long a list I can come up with. Uh-huh. Then I want, then I want you observing and, and noting when, when they present in real time in- to keep you, maybe keep your notebook with you. So between now and when we talk next, see if you can just keep a little record of, um, when they present. When does it the happen? Have arisen. The mini crawlies have arisen. <laughs> there, the kids are up. Uh, yeah, so when it, when it presents in real time. And then we can talk about it next time. See what you notice. Yeah? Okay. And, and here's what I can do, too. Uh, I don't know if we're talking before the Tony thing or after, but um, Alex is coming with me. Yeah. For three days. It's like it's all day. Like you're, you're yeah, yeah, attached yeah. to the arm for all day, right? So, so yeah. I'll get this done before as we go. And then I'll show him the thing too. I'll show him yep. my five or yep. how, I need five. You said five or whatever. How many? No, 
No, however many. Whatever you discover. Oh, however many. I'm not good with that. I'm going to put five. Because then you I'll put see, like two. You just need these parameters. No, 17. You need to find 17. 17? There's no answer. There is no answer. I don't know the number. It's not a mathematical equation. It's the because well, one is easy. Over. One is easy. The the fear yeah, of and one's people. not enough because there will be more. There'll be more than more than that. Well, one's not enough. So, so we need more than one. <laughs> I'm putting five. If we get more, we'll get more. Uh, and, and I'll yeah, ask yeah, them, yeah, like, yeah. Hey, this this is what I'm. These these are my five limiting beliefs. Yeah. If you see me doing this for the next few days, I want you to call me out and then. If he, if he catches it, then I'll do it. Like I'll fix it. I'll do, I'll do the thing. Have you noticed your tendency to get others around you to be your witness? Um, sure. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I want you to notice you've got to, you've got to notice it because the stuff, I mean, it's not, it's okay to have others call you out, but what I'm saying is that the benefit comes from you noticing it. Oh, for sure. I'm just thinking like, yeah. this is, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find, my blind spots. And so okay. sometimes somebody else can find a blind spot for you if they know what they're looking for. Right. Okay. Like I had a no complaining challenge for a while for myself. And I told people around me, like, if you've kept you complaining, I want you to call me out. And so well, you're the most positive, like lack of complaint. Yeah, sure. But I still complain and I may not catch it. Or remember it. So if you hear it, call it out. But yeah, it, it's all me. It's all, I mean, it's not, yeah, Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Alex finds nothing, I'm still coming back with something on my sheet done. <laughs> so if you want some parameters, your yeah, yes. your list your, your list needs to be bigger than a bowling ball but smaller than a bread box. How's that? What does that mean? That's terrible. I'm five beliefs. Five limb beliefs. What triggers them? What strategies are What if there's more than five? And this is why I don't want to give you a number. What if there's more than five? Or what if you only find three? You see, whenever I give this task to clients, that, uh, you know, clinical clients, if I give them this task and give them a set number, they get anxious if they can't find enough or they feel that there's something really wrong with them if they've found more than the, the number of steps. No, no, I never no, set a number. This is your number, not mine, okay? It's your number, not mine. Or, or something like this, like sit with it until, you yeah. think, until you're sitting for half an hour with no new thing coming up, that's when you stop. <laughs> okay. You, Keep going. I don't, I, don't really, I don't really quite get... Um, you're thinking about the list. You're thinking about sitting down and generating a list, aren't you? You're, sitting about, you're thinking of it as a, a single one-and-done task, and then you're going to try well, and it'll be both. notice them. Notice them, yeah. That's it'll right. be, I'm going to sit down and spend, and spend an hour doing this, and then that's because it's on my radar... What's that? That's a long time? That's a long time. Oh, we'll see. Give me parameters. That's, 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 bigger, that's bigger than a bread box. Um, well, I don't know. Tell me bread box. Okay, I'm going to spend a half an hour, 30 minutes yeah. doing this. And then even just because it's in my notebook, I'm going to, it's going to be on my radar. Like something else will pop up mm -hmm. to pay attention. Yeah. I mean, I love and the more, and the, That's right. So the more you start paying attention to it, the more you'll start to notice it. Like it becomes... Um, a little bit like when you've got the radio playing in the background and, or, and suddenly you, you start to notice it and you didn't realize it was annoying you. I want, yeah. I want you to give me one. Give you what? One what? Yeah. One, one limiting belief. Yep. I'm going to disappointing people. Yeah. Yeah. Fear of judgment. Um, but these are labels of types of fears. What we want to hear is the actual words that you tell yourself. And that's, the, that's where tuning in and hearing it 
is the actual words that you use in here, how they manifest in here. Okay, you know, but give me give me one in test words. Just one. It's one. I'm going to come up with a hundred. Give me. You can give me one. Okay, okay, okay. I suck. Well, I'm crap. Um, I'm I can't do opinion videos. I can't do opinion videos. Hasn't. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, not you for you. You for me. No, no, no. You for you. Anyone. Anyone. Okay. These are these are all random. I want a uh, doctor test one for Evan. Evan, one oh, of your limited beliefs is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is very exciting for me. This is a great gift. Evan's limited belief. I can do better. I can do better gifts. Okay, I think one of them. One of them is. Um, I think one of them is a belief that people don't want to see uh, any of the negative. And I don't know how, how quite to word that, but this belief that people only want to see the positive Evan, which is why we played around with the anti Evan. The others. And yeah, you got see, it. I'm going to write it down. Others. Yeah. My belief is others I mean, only want to see positive Evan. Yeah. And so and maybe by being real, you're letting people down because you're not being positive all the time. Great. Let's work through that. Okay. It's on my list. I'm going to add some and we're going to All right. So you're doing your homework now. Don't do it now. Do no, it no, 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 no. I closed the book. The book is closed, Tess. I got to get to New York. <laughs> I'll do it on the plane. Maybe. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a good place. Good place. Thank you for the love, the energy, the uh, uh, kindness, thoughtfulness, as always. Oh, now I feel like I'm Absolutely. I love our conversation. <laughs> I'm trying right. to be negative now because of what you said but I can't because there's so much love in my heart for Tess and there's a sunshine behind you and all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's winter here. I'm really enjoying the sunshine. It's winter here. Love Thank it. you, Tess. Appreciate you. You're so welcome. Thank you. Bye. Safe travels. Just got off a great coaching call with Dr. Tess. She believes that one of my limiting beliefs is that I only want people to see, uh, I only want others to see a positive Evan. So... Gotta see. Is it true? Do I have to crush it? Gotta ponder on this. Thank you, Dr. Tess. I love you. I'm very sad. I wanted to do a poll asking you guys to give me questions where I could be negative. And Dr. Tess wrote back to say, stop looking externally for answers. You guys aren't allowed to help me. Wow. But if my limiting belief is that I think other people only want to see the positive side of me, doesn't that require external people? I need to do something in front of other people where I look negative. Huh? What do you think, Dr. Tess? What do you think? What she doesn't understand is that the reason you don't show the negative side of you is because there is no negative side of you. It's only positive. It's insane. I think you killed that beautiful negative side of you a long time ago. It's dead. Gotta love Mark Dracosaurus. Or maybe it's just reinforcing that identity that I don't share negative things. And it just buries it deeper and deeper underneath. It makes me even more afraid to share it. Dude, I have sat with Mr. Evan Carmichael when he was challenged to put together a list of the scariest and saddest moments of his life. And he had a smile on his face and he was happy to do it. He crushed it. And he wasn't afraid to share it either. No one's all positive. Evan Carmichael, I'm calling you out on your negative thoughts because I know you have them because you told me so. 
And you know, Mark, I don't know. I don't know if he's totally killed off the anti-Evan, but uh, you know, we're playing around. I'm about to hop a plane to New York and I only have one backpack full of stuff and look what's in there. Not a lot, but I am carrying my Fanta journal because it's just that important to me. Just almost. This is a great notebook. So many memories. If you want to see the one-on-one -on -one I did with Marissa Peer that we talked about a couple times in this video, check out the one right there next to me. She puts me under hypnosis. I think you'll enjoy it. Continue to believe, and I'll see you there. I think hypnotherapy is super scary, but it really isn't.